Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Alignment Academy. I'm really excited for today's episode. I am bringing an amazing divine masculine who I met on the island of Maui a couple weeks ago onto my podcast. As the universe would have it, we were on the same um, dinner cruise as him, and we ended up connecting my friends and him, and we ended up like talking all night with him, and he's just such an amazing human, and he's also has really dope codes when it comes to the consciousness of business and just a different way to speak about business in general. So I'm really excited to introduce you guys to him. His name is Stephen Calkins and welcome to the podcast, Stephen. I'm so excited to have you. Aloha. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Really honored. Yes. So Stephen, what is it that you do? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are, what you do, and yeah, your area of work. Uh, yeah. So based in Maui, uh, currently uh, have a nonprofit um, that's called Paladin, def defined as champion of a noble cause. So what we really like to do is uh, work through other people's visions, other people's ideas, um, and help facilitate the, the manifestation of these visions into real form. Uh, we do that with, a, with certain different philosophies and, and techniques, um, really breaking open the, the awareness of the consciousness of your business. Mm -hmm. So instead of... Um, instead of dictating over your business, instead of controlling your business, instead of you deciding what your business is and wants to be uh, really understanding it as its own intelligent being, as its own life force um, with its own portal field that you can actually access and you can actually um, obtain the knowledge and the wisdom from the consciousness itself. So we get people in partnerships with their ideas and their visions and their businesses um, instead of having them rule over and almost suffocating them with their own thoughts and desires and that whole shadow ego structure. Mm, I love that so much. And what you're really saying is that our businesses is a lot are alive, right? Definitely. And so when we don't know our business is alive, what is like the difference between operating in your business when you think that you're the ruler versus like letting your business lead the way? Can you speak a little bit more to that? Well, what I found uh, is that once people get this awareness, the, the weight is almost lifted off their shoulder. Um, it's almost uh, like, a, oh, I don't actually have to do everything. Um, I don't have to go out and network 24 seven. I don't have to go out and worry about um, whether or not this person's right. This person's right. If you really fully entrust your business um, and the consciousness running through that, you will trust that the business is attracting exactly what it needs, exactly what it wants, who it needs, who it wants, um, all in perfect timing. Um, uh, a practice that I practice with with our organizations here is is really allowing and giving verbal confirmation and giving verbal permission. I actually say it out loud to to the organizations, to the businesses that that you have permission to go out and attract what you need and what you want, um, and bring it back uh, and and to to uh, have it it trust you that you are open for what comes through and have it evolve into 
into what it wants to be and not necessarily what our conscious brains think it should be. So does that really look like literally talking, you're talking about talking to your business? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to do it out loud, but uh, yeah. No, I think that's dope. I like, I, <laughs> I do that myself. So that's why I'm like, this is so cool that you're talking about doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you know anything about quantum entanglement, um, everybody has its own portal field and you can pretty much access anybody's portal fields anywhere, anywhere in the world. Um, I mean, anywhere in the universe, really. And so if you understand your business as its own portal field, as its own electric magnetic um, structure, uh, you can actually access that and quantum entangle with that. So if you're thinking about your business, um, be very careful about what you're thinking because it's it's reacting to it. It's It's manipulating the field of your business. Oh, wow. That is such a cool concept. And it makes perfect sense. Like our our business is alive. It, it is, it's a consciousness that wants to work through us and we are the vessel which it can serve the world. And so for anyone who maybe doesn't know what quantum entanglement is, can you give us a little bit more information of just like how, yeah, how that works and how the energy behind our energy field and our business's energy field kind of work? Yeah, the analogy that comes to mind is, is the, I mean, we've all had that moment where we've thought about somebody and then the next day they call you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really the, the basis of quantum entanglement. The, the, the second you bring something into your field, um, you're accessing their field as well. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how far apart uh, that, that, that veil is, is so thin and you can travel throughout uh, it as far as you want to expand into it. Um, so it doesn't matter where your business is at. It doesn't matter, um, the level of consciousness, if you're open for, for, uh, that interaction with it, uh, it will naturally happen through the, through the veil, through the, the electric magnetic field in which we live in. Mm. It's like, it's like Google, right? It's like, instead of searching a database, you can literally just go to the field, just like Google and and search exactly what you're looking for. And so if you're looking for the consciousness of your business, just think of that, think about as you're going through like a Google database and and searching for that. And then you're accessing that the second you, you um, align with that, that uh, frequency. Yeah. And when I hear you speak about it, really what I'm hearing is like letting your business lead feels like more of like the feminine energy of the business. It's like almost being in flow and allowing your ego to take a back seat and knowing that your business's consciousness is going to lead the way and knows what you need already but where do you feel like the masculine part comes in because as you know and i've already told you like i am my energy i feel like is just more masculine and i'm like no you got to take action right so can you speak to where where's the balance between that of like letting your business lead and simultaneously taking action so that things still get done in the 3d yeah definitely um I think at least the way that I, I see it and, and interact with it, that the, the consciousness of your business is, is, and this might be a tough concept uh, to, 
to surrender to for some, but the consciousness of your business is actually holding a higher level of consciousness than, than you can probably physically hold. I mean, no offense to anybody, but the level of consciousness coming through is, is such a grander idea and it's always bigger than one individual. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you understand that as a higher level of consciousness, you are in service to that. You are actually understanding that you are the vessel to putting that into a real life. And, and so understanding that it is using us, you said it perfectly earlier, it's using us as a vessel to manifest into real form. So the masculine almost naturally happens if you're, if you're surrendering to that voice of the business. So um, mm -hmm. I like to, I, I like to play on words. I like to use the, the city of words instead of the shadow of words. Uh, I really uh, understand it as the, the, the tyrannical voice that, that operates with inside of us. Um, that's like our true in, in, innate purpose or what we're born to do. And that voice will come through us. So uh, the seeds that get planted in, in us through the, through the business uh, is the dictator, is, the, is the, the boss. And so if, you're, if you understand that voice and you, you truly trust that and have a, a co-creative experience with your business, the, the masculine will, will be pretty apparent of what you need to do and, and when you need to do it. Um, and then allowing the business to take care of everything on the back end uh, is what's really important. And what do you mean by the back end? Um, the, the energetics of, of attracting what it needs and what it wants and um, mm -hmm. yeah, who, who needs to be involved. Um, that's another thing is uh, we're, we live in a day and age where uh, it, it's very important for most people to, to have it trademarked or have it, uh, the, get the recognition of, of the business. And it's like my idea. And we almost hold like intellectual property over these conscious beings. Um, but most of the time these beings are so, uh, hold such a higher level of consciousness that it actually has to operate through multiple people. And so when you're meeting people, like your business will attract the same people that have the same codes, the same, the same downloads, the same seeds planted within them. And it's actually one grander vision. And so if you're open for that collaboration and understanding that you just hold a piece of it most of the time, uh, then that business can expand uh, into what it really, really wants to be. Yeah. And I think like to really just bring this back down, I think this is the difference between like a 3D business and maybe a 5D business, right? I feel like at least for me, my business, my relationship with my business has evolved. And when I was in very much like the 3D realm, it was like my ego was ruling the way. And it was like, this is how it should be done. And this is what I should be teaching. And this is what works. And then when I got into 5D or my consciousness just kind of started to increase and I realized, okay, so, you know, I, there's a bigger plan here. It's not really about what I want. And this is also when like some of my gifts started coming online and I was like, okay, I don't really want to share this stuff, but now I have, you know, I kind of need to, because this is the, the way I can most highly impact the world. And 
when we're in 5D, I think that we also have this more pull towards collaboration and working with, with everyone else. Is that, is that right? Or would you do have anything to add on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, everything that you said, I agree with 100%. It's almost like, um, the, how we're taught business today is we, we, we're taught to create this two-dimensional world around this, this idea. So we, we, every time you put pen to paper, you're creating a two-dimensional world. So if you're drawing a blueprint or, or writing on a business plan, uh, you're creating a two-dimensional world around this idea. And then where we get stuck is we, we try to force that two-dimensional world up into our, what well, you could say, I guess, third dimension. And so you're, it's basically essentially like trying to draw a circle on a piece of paper and then forcing it to be a sphere. It's, it's, it, it doesn't work. It, there's so much friction and so much pressure there that it actually ends up imploding on itself, which was why so many businesses lose their uh, in, initial intention and kind of veer into a different, in, into a different category of business because they write down a business plan. This business plan has all these numbers and it needs to obtain these numbers and these goals and all this stuff. And then when it doesn't happen, you kind of go off the natural path to make that happen. So you're, you're really forcing that mm -hmm. two-dimensional world. So I guess this is more of a, yeah, taking it from the sixth dimensional, the fractal dimension, understanding that if you see it and you can articulate it and you, in, in your vision in it with such clarity, um, it already exists outside of time and space. And so if you already know it exists, you just kind of sit in that fifth dimensional state and have it be, uh, just provide a soft landing spot for it to come down because it's going to come down no matter what, because it already exists. So if you, if you align with the, the frequency of the business, uh, it, it'll manifest into form through us. So I guess we're just here to, to provide that soft landing spot and to be open for when things want to come in uh, for that to create itself instead of forcing it in from a two dimensional aspect into a third dimensional aspect. I love that. And so tangibly, how do we actually align with the frequency of our business? Like if someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, Steven, that sounds great, but I have this business and I've been trying to work on it for six months and it's not working. Like I'm not getting any clients and I, I, I don't feel like I'm moving forward. Like tangibly, how would someone actually align with the frequency of their business? Yeah, that's a great question. This is my favorite part of sitting with an individual is, is the memory retention. Uh, this is such a, a beautiful exercise and it's so simple. So these seeds get planted within us um, and understand that the, the coding of the seed is so precise that it can be nothing more than, than the, the idea, the vision itself. It's just, so I'm going to use the analogy of like an, an apple seed. The apple seed is coded to perfection to create an apple tree. So you can actually plant the seed in seminuity with the, with the tree. You can visualize the tree. You already know what's coming. So if you can go back to the first time that you remember that seed being planted within us, um, the first time that that idea popped into your awareness, it's usually like an aha moment. 
like, oh my gosh, like this is what needs to happen. This is, this is my purpose. This is my calling. And so if you can go back into that memory, the memory will then put you into the, the vibrational resonance of the business itself, mm-hmm. of the idea itself. So in that memory, you can obtain the frequency of the emotion that you were feeling in that in that moment and so in that emotional resonance will then align with the timeline of the complete business Mm. so the business running in its highest form you are you are essentially connecting in with the completed business as you're connected in with the seed just like how you're connected in with the apple tree as you're planting the apple seed So what I'm hearing from this, just to kind of break it down and maybe summarize this for people, is like the moment that your business was placed into your heart and your soul and your mind, your conscious mind, it's like a piece of DNA. Like it has all of the information it needs to become the biggest, best business it can possibly become. And maybe your ego along the way, or maybe your limiting beliefs along the way, or maybe something else along the way was taking it off of its true aligned path. So it's not in alignment with its true nature anymore. And so in order to bring it back into alignment with its true nature and its its true essence where it can thrive in the most best aligned way for all of humanity, you have to reconnect with the soul of your business by finding the frequency of that first moment it was placed into you and then essentially let your business tell you what you need to do next in order to realign it to its highest potential. Is that right? Yeah. um, Yeah. And knowing that everything that you need and I, I, everything you need is in that initial moment is in that initial seed planted within you. Mm. Uh, So every single time you feel, um, uh, kind of astray or or out of alignment um, with the true a- intention of the first seed that got planted within you, you can always go back to that memory. Memories are such a powerful and potent tool that we can use because a memory will change our emotional state and our emotional state will change our vibrational output and the vibrational output will then put us into a different timeline. Mm, codes. So, so if you can align with the timeline of the finished business, you don't need anything outside of that. So when you say the finished business, is that the same as the first moment? Exactly. Because it's, I guess, the same vibrational match of like, if you think about it, that vibration is probably like excitement and uh, contentment and peace and clarity and that's probably the same vibrational matches the end not the end but the evolution of the business which is contentment peace excitement and clarity is that right Mm. yep love it love it so do you have any practices you know you're a business owner and you are helping people do this so obviously you are connected with the consciousness of your business do you have any practices like daily that you kind of connect in or weekly or what does that practice look like for you at first it's a little 
bit tricky to to hear the voice of your business and really distinguish the difference between the voice of your business and and the voice of your your ego structure mm-hmm. um but you practice that and the more and more you attune with the memory of the the initial seed and and you attune with the the coding within that seed the more and more you drop back into that um memory retention and that that emotional state um the the easier it is to actually hear the business and then and then bring your if you have employees like bring your employees into this as well like have have weekly meetings and before you start the meetings call in the consciousness of your business into the meeting and then like really really allow the consciousness to flow through you and just because the words are coming out of our mouth that does not make it our idea that does not make it our intellectual property it's those in that space where if you bring awareness to your business you understand that the words coming out of you are just what your business is trying to speak mm. and i love that exercise so really like what I'm hearing is being in relation with your business, meaning treating it literally like a human, like a friend, like an energy. It's like, I'm calling in the consciousness of my business. I'm about to work on some content. Please work through me. Um, I'm calling on the consciousness of my business and we're about to facilitate this meeting. Please cover the things that need to be covered. Just really talking to it out loud. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. I think that the connection would start to strengthen the more that you do it. I mean, at least for me, even my connection with like my spirit guides and my spirit team and my higher self, the more I talk literally out loud, I feel like the stronger the connection gets because it's that you're almost like manifesting the relationship or, or the communication with it. It's, it's, it's really about um, being putting effort into the relationship just like you would put effort into a friendship or anybody that was on the physical plane with you (laughs) exactly yep yeah full-blown partnership collaboration um yeah that's it's exactly it you you're you want to see your business as your friend as your as your partner not as something that you're controlling or that you have ownership over. Um, I mean, I, I know it's hard with the language that we use today and it's, it's so hard to like introduce your business without calling it your business. And I still, I mean, I've been doing this for years and I still haven't figured out a way to properly introduce my business without saying, Oh, this is my business. It's just, um, but yeah to to work on that and to to actually really really be conscious that it's not your business if if anything it's it's the you are um just a serve like a in service to your business um Mm. so it's actually actually it i mean technically i mean this is for lack of a better terms but like it actually has more dictatorship over you than you have it like your boss basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and if and then it does take out a, a lot of hierarchy i mean i feel like the new business structure that we that we really want to move into is less hierarchy right and so if you really do place the consciousness of their business in the center of the wheel and you allow the spokes to kind of um operate that wheel around the center um and you get all of your employees and not everybody uh, that interacts with your business to interact with the consciousness of your business as well, 
and understand it as its boss, then there it really eliminates any hierarchy needs of of who's the boss and who's in charge. If if it all goes back to the center of the wheel, it, mm-hmm. it, it, there is no debate of like what's right and wrong. Yeah, and what's coming to me now is like this really is a job of really stripping down your ego, right? Because a lot of the work that I do with my clients, it's a lot about releasing their their limiting beliefs and their fear of judgment and their fear of being seen. And one thing that's just been coming in so strong is people are just too in their ego and not enough in their soul. Meaning when you're in your ego, you're making everything about you. You're like, well, what is my mom going to think of my business? And what are these old friends going to think when I'm posting about aliens online? You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it's like you always think it's like about you. But when you're really connected to the consciousness of your business, it really brings this this 5D perspective and multidimensional awareness of like, this isn't even about me. This isn't really about me at all. This is about a bigger purpose and a bigger mission that's trying to come through. And when I can connect to that bigger vision, now all these other people's opinions don't really like matter as much, right? They're not really holding the same grip over me because I can just really see the for it for what it is that this isn't that this isn't about them. This isn't about me. This is this is about my soul and the soul of my business and source. And they're collaborating to make this thing happen. And I kind of just got to, you know, do what it wants me to do. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. And we talk about um, human to human relations and and we talk about like twin flames and soulmates and all that stuff. It, It really does help a lot to understand that the business, the consciousness of your business chose you right like it it started off as a seed but it saw you as the perfect environment as the perfect soil to be planted in and so if you really honor that relationship um and honor the fact that it chose you uh just as equally as you chose it and you guys are in complete collaboration mm-hmm. from that moment on it, it is like a, a, a twin flame or a soulmate just on wow. a completely completely different level I would say a a grander level. That is such a beautiful awareness and hitting me so deeply because, you know, Stephen, you know, I recently went through a big life transition where um, I lost a lot of relationships just by nature of like losing one relationship, you lose like a a ton of other ones. And one of the things that I've been really sitting with is, you know, at the end of the day, my purpose is one of the only things that no one can take away from me no matter what it's like the most beautiful partnership because everything is temporary like even like my relationship with my pet my pet's gonna die one day you know my friendships you cannot guarantee that they're gonna be there forever romantic relationships those might end as well but like your relationship with you and your purpose like that is till the end of time that is till you die it goes with you the whole way and there's not a lot of things that you can say i'm gonna have this till the day i die and so one of the things that has literally been helping me heal is like i'm just gonna put all my energy into this beautiful partnership right now because this is what needs my attention so i love the fact that you are talking about it within like a a twin flame relationship because it is like that it's like this beautiful divine union and at the end of the day it's it's like it's really the most important relationship you have. And, 
You know, one of the things that I try to help my clients see and trust, because there's so many times where I think new entrepreneurs, they get this idea and then they maybe try and they, they've run into some roadblocks or their ego has limiting beliefs or whatever it is. And they're like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. You know, maybe they start to second guess themselves. And what I remind them is, Hey, listen, I don't have the desire to do that thing that you're teaching. I don't have a desire to teach on that. Your mom doesn't have a desire to teach on that. Your friend doesn't have a desire to quit her job and do that. It's like that thing is only in you. You wouldn't have that desire if it wasn't completely for you. You would, you just wouldn't because if I was supposed to do that, I would have that desire, but I don't, I have a different desire. So you have to trust. And I think that this is where, you know, for, for me, at least like, this is where I thrive in helping my clients is like, we have to, we have to really unlock all the layers of all of the stories that are holding us back from just full force following this purpose and this soul mission. And it's, it can be a lot of work sometimes. Have you, have you ever, have you experienced that on your own journey of like your ego kind of getting in the way? Yeah. I mean, the, the shadow aspect of your, of your ego will always say that, yeah, it needs to be a certain way or, or you need to have the, the acknowledgement for it or, um or it's you're not good enough or it's not good enough or um yeah you you allow uh outside influences to convince you that it's not worth even starting your endeavor or or whatever um yeah i feel like all of us at some point experience that and uh to really yeah you said it so beautifully to really just understand that that each one of us has an, an inherent genius and to really let that genius shine and really, really, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter um, if other people have um, what, what your ego structure would desire. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really connecting in with your soul purpose and, and really working through your inherent genius. And by doing that, your life, could will will evolve into something so much greater than you could ever even imagine so don't even try to imagine it don't even try to put any uh, a, a cap on what what that relationship can be or or what the evolution of that can be and if you live through your inherent genius your natural path will unfold and it'll be so much more beautiful than you could have ever even imagined so stop trying to imagine it <laughs> Yeah. And me and you have chatted about this in the past of like, when you're really living on 5d consciousness, it's like, you don't really ever try to manifest anymore because you understand that there are infinite possibilities. And I'm going to like really emphasize, like, I want you guys to think about that infinite, like infinity is a number that cannot even be measured. And for your little human mind to try to say, I know the best possible outcome for this business and I actually know what's gonna make me the happiest. It's like, no, you freaking don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So it's really about a lot. Like, I think that's, that's where trust comes in truly. Like trust of source, trust of a higher power, trust of yourself and your business. Um, and yeah, sometimes that trust can be really hard to find though when you, when you don't have any experience trusting something bigger than yourself. Mm. So yeah. how do you get there? Mm. I think that's different for everybody, 
but the more and more you practice it and the more and more you, you surrender to it and, and really being gentle with yourself and really taking it and taking it in baby steps if you need to. And, and yeah, understanding that I guess, first off, if you can bring awareness to your conscious brain, that there is something that you don't trust about the process, you can work from there. So I guess the first question would be to ask yourself if you really do fully trust that process. And if you don't, that's completely fine, but then go internally and really find where that, where that distrust is placed and, and work from the inside out. Yeah. And I know for me not to make this super deep, but like when I realized that I didn't trust uh, the universe or source or, you know, just, I didn't trust the flow of my life. It really was like rooting back to trauma, which is crazy. It was like, I had to like look at my father wound, which was like a whole new level of like, oh my God, I don't really want to do this right now. This is about my business. And now I'm like looking at my relationship with my dad and like, you know, what the heck. But I think that your business always asks you. So, so here's how I explain the inner work in business. Like when you are working as an entrepreneur, you're essentially opting in to your highest timeline. You're like, okay, I choose the highest timeline that I can possibly find in this moment, right? Now, in order to be on your highest timeline, you got to remove all the density that's keeping you from being there, right? And removing all the density tangibly looks like healing your childhood trauma, releasing all your fears, um, you know, releasing things that are no longer serving you, having the chaos that leads to clarity. And so a lot of the work that I do with my clients is dealing with the internal world because your business is only ever going to mirror back how you feel about yourself, right? So your business can want to thrive. But if you, who is the vessel through which your business flows is like, yeah, I don't actually think I can change anyone's life. And I actually don't really believe in myself. And I really don't think that this course is even really worth $2,000, but I'm gonna charge $2,000 for it. Like, do you really think people are gonna be attracted to that? We're still vibrational beings in a vibrational universe. And so you have to be a clear conduit. And that's even why, you know, when people start channeling or they want to start speaking like light language or this channeling in any way, what you have to do, like the work to do that is like to work on the human, to literally work on the fears, the limiting beliefs, the trauma, the shadow work, the inner child stuff, because as you clear out more space, okay, now I'm a clear vessel and I can actually hold the vibration of my highest timeline. And so for anyone listening, if you're like, oh my gosh, well, yeah, I've been trying to work on my business, but so many fears have been coming up and I don't feel like I'm aligning with the consciousness. Your work is literally to work on the human first because you're not going to be able to hold the vibrational frequency because like Steven said, the consciousness of your business is vibrating a lot higher than probably the human is, right? And so we have to be at least at a frequency where we can hear and connect with it. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the density is, is so important to, to really be, be aware of it. There is no shame. There is no guilt behind that. We all hold it. We, we all have our imprints. We all have our trauma patterns. We all have our ancestral stuff. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me. It's, it really, 
I guess that's where the trust really comes in at first too, and really surrendering to that. Because at first, if you haven't worked on that trauma pattern, if you haven't worked on um, lightening that density, the the business itself, the the consciousness of the business itself will will struggle even harder to kind of come through you. Mm-hmm. So trusting the business to do its own thing and to really attract what it needs and attract what it wants. Um, yeah, even if that even if that requires bringing in another person that that um, can hold some of those pieces for you, mm-hmm. and you can all be in collaboration with each other, like. I think that's the key to to not losing the 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 path right away. Um, not not kind of veering off the path of like, oh, this is this is too much, or what if this doesn't work, or what are people going to think of me, so on and so forth. You can kind of eliminate those belief systems and and that that shadow ego structure by just really surrendering right away to the vision and right away to understanding, I guess, I guess from experience, I've, I've seen it ease be a a more gracious flow when you are birthing a business rather than already have one birthed and then really trying to, trying to get back in alignment with that. Mm. um because from the get-go if you understand that you're in collaboration with your business um that first few months where you're still kind of in limbo whether or not like maybe you're still working another job and you can't be fully present or or whatever the case may be and um you can kind of give most of the load to your business itself and allow it to kind of build how you want it's like kind of like a, a child I guess it's the analogy that's coming to my head right now it's like you don't want to you don't want to dictate what your child does every step of the way you're just there to kind of make sure that they're safe and they're protected and they feel loved mm. it's kind it's really the same thing with your business mm, so letting it grow up on its own and really just being the the structure that it flows through yeah and then that gets into a whole different realm of of how we create business uh, as well. I mean, I feel like we're in a lot of sectors of business, uh, we're kind of shifting into uh, compostable businesses is kind of the the term that uh, we like to use is like, you don't want to create a business um, that's going to kind of rule your life or, or, yeah, be like uh, something that you have to tend to your entire life. If you really allow it to to grow up, and if we're going to use the, the the child analogy, once your kid turns eighteen, most parents are like, "Go be free," you know, like um, make your own path. And so, if we can really get into the 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 awareness of building businesses to kind of operate on their own, and like really just allowing them to have the freedom eventually to to kind of work through other people and then you can kind of go with another seed and and start your own start another business or or interact in a different way um yeah especially nonprofit organizations i i feel like uh if you get into nonprofits, you don't want 
if you're here to solve a problem, you almost, you don't want your business to last forever. You don't want that nonprofit to last forever because if it's lasting forever, that means you're not solving the problem. Mm-hmm. So if we actually create something with the, with the intention of, of eventually this nonprofit or this, this organization that won't exist because the problem will be solved and the organization actually won't be needed. It can kind of be composted back into the community. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just, a, that's just another level of, of, interacting and and giving freedom to that business. Wow. I love that so much. And so for someone who feels like they have tried every, like there, there inevitably will be people who listen to this that are like, you know, they have started their business already and they're not feeling fully in alignment and their business isn't reaping the benefits that they, they wished for it. What is your biggest advice to, obviously they, they can go back to the seed, like like you mentioned, and try to really connect with the essence of it. But do you have any other tangible tips of what people can do if you're just feeling out of alignment? Like you personally, would you just start again from scratch or how would you navigate that? Because I I can just hear the questions in my head of what people will want. Yeah, I I think that's a very particular question. I think it would, it would kind of have a wide range of, of, of uh perception uh depending on who that's coming through uh the i i don't i would never tell someone to just completely start over that's uh i would i would have them ask themselves where where in the process that they thought that it got kind of misaligned um Another another visual that might help people is, is if you look at the Fibonacci sequence, um, you you start at, at zero and then you have one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen. And so if you look at at the the way that your business is aligned and, and you can kind of follow the steps and like the zero point is that like nothing in that field exists. And then you have the the first one which is you, the second one, which is the business. Now you're, now you're at two, right? Then maybe somebody else came along or, or the evolution of it. You can kind of feel it. It's going to be different for everybody, but you can kind of feel it when it hits the, the three and then when it hits to the five or when it's the eight. And if you actually look at the Fibonacci sequence, the 13 is such a, a crucial number. It, and that's the reason why 13 is always in the Bible and the Quran and I mean, all it, pretty much every single religion 13 is such a sacred number it's because the 13 aspect is the top of the fibonacci sequence the first spiral so if you can get it to 13 in its integral alignment transcipical force will take it from them Mm, so you're saying getting it to the point where it can run itself like you were saying before yep exactly and how do you nail down when you're at 13 everything is everyone is different every every business is different when this comes to play but it, you'll feel it like you really feel it and it's not necessarily about letting it run itself it's just it, you get to a point where if you stay in integrity through that first initial stages of the fibonacci sequence of that of that spiral um the the transcipical force will keep the integrity aligned with that with that uh resonance so uh it's not necessarily running itself at that point but 
but it keeps the integrity of the initial intention there. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And for anyone who's not familiar with the Fibonacci sequence, can you just explain that real quick? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the a building block to the fabric of our dimension of, of our reality. I mean, everything starts in a spiral. And if you, if you look at time and space, uh, you can look at it in a linear fashion where you have your past, present and future, or you can look at it in a, uh, a spiral sense and look at your, your world and in, in spirals and everything is kind of just rotating in the spiral, uh, where, if you're coming along the, your spiral, you can actually intersect at multiple points of the spiral um, where you're operating essentially out of time. This is, this is kind of where time travel comes into play. It's like we all are time travelers. Uh, if you understand timeline mechanics and you understand how vibrational resonance work and how uh, parallel universes work, parallel universes are nothing but vibrational planes. So it's all about the vib vibrational uh, vibrational plane that you are attuned to. And each vibrational attunement has its own toroidal field, which, it's, which is its own spiral. So it's, it's all about uh, attuning to the timeline, which the, you do that through your vibrational output. Wow. Okay. So just taking that in real quick, your vibrational output. So essentially just where you're vibrating at yeah and this what? is why this this Go is ahead. why the memory this is why the memories are so important because the memories you, you, okay so you're going into the past with a memory but that memory can also jolt you into the future because mm, it's just a frequency yeah exactly so uh, if you look at, like, let's just say, like, a vibrational state of anger, you are looking at your, your eternal now, the past, present, and future in the state and the resonance of anger. So, and you can't actually get out of that timeline. You actually can't get out of that vibrational state at that moment. So uh, in, in that vibrational resonance of anger, you are looking at your past and you are angry about everything that's happened and you're looking at your present and you're just kind of like seeing red. And then you're looking at your future <clears throat> and you're really looking at it through the lens of anger. So nothing seems uh, in alignment. Nothing seems uh, uh, worth taking on, right? But you change that to the vibration of unconditional love and you're operating through your heart. And if you're in that vibrational state of unconditional love in that eternal now, you're looking at your past and everything is completely perfect the way that it's supposed to be. Uh, and you wouldn't change a, a thing about it. And you're sitting in that present moment, so thankful and so, so grateful that, that you have become of this awareness that every single decision that you've ever made has never been a bad decision. And it's always been the, the perfect thing to get you in this exact moment. And then you're looking at the future and you're looking at the future in such a, a what you would call it, like a fifth dimensional sense, like nothing but, but love and, and, and blissfulness. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. The infinite exists. Right. Um, and while you're in that vibrational output in that timeline, you actually can't access anger. You can't access anything other than unconditional love. 
So mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're essentially in that timeline where you can see the past, present, and future, what that actually plays out as in that vibrational output. Wow. So we can, if we, if we can resonate with that vibrational output and understand that every time that we attune to that uh, a vibrational output, we are living in that specific timeline, which is, which is why attuning with the resonance of your business is so important. Yeah. And even deeper than that, like just attuning to the frequency of unconditional love, I feel like that would just be a hack to your business is already on the highest timeline. You know, like it's not, sometimes it's, I've been learning. It's like, sometimes we don't have to focus so much like on the details of like, what are my money blocks or what, what's wrong with this? It's like, if we can actually just align to the frequency of acceptance, contentment, and unconditional love for all of it, then we're actually aligning everything else in our life. You know, it's, I don't know if you ever listened to any Abraham Hicks, but it's like, Abraham is like, if, if something's bothering you in your life, like focus on the other things because it's gonna raise your vibration enough to align the thing that you're not wanting and it's all gonna work out, you know? So I think that's something that I've been practicing in my own life recently is like, actually, you know, what I'm really, understanding from your beautiful description of this alignment to the frequency that we want to live on is this is actually why gratitude it puts us it is like one of the best technologies that that we have because you know everyone everyone's like it's scientifically proven gratitude works gratitude works gratitude works but when you're in the state of gratitude you actually are in that state of unconditional love you're like okay, I'm grateful and I accept it. And, and you can't be mad when you're in gratitude, right? You can't be angry when you're having gratitude for, for even certain little things, even though you might be angry about something in your life. If you're grateful for other things, it's like, you're still in this beautiful energy of unconditional love and appreciation for these things that have happened, which is essentially appreciation for the present moment, which is putting you in that zero point frequency of possibility for the future. Exactly. (laughs) That was a mouthful, but so freaking cool. Is this something that like, what are your personal practices? I'm curious because obviously you live in a very elevated state, which is so obvious to me. Um, do you have any like practices to really align you daily or is it just kind of like you, this is your, this is your frequency now? Yeah. I mean, I would be lying to you if I, if I haven't, if I told you that I ha- I've mastered all my emotions. Um, but I think the practice is, is understanding your emotions and, and understanding that yes, as humans, uh, we are um, we are susceptible, and it's completely natural for us to feel emotion. But the the intriguing part, and the interesting part, and the fun part about it is, it's actually not the emotion itself; it's the perception that you have of that emotion. So, if you can practice shifting and transforming <clears throat> your perception of any emotion. Um, whether that be anger or sadness or depression or hopelessness or um, guilt or greed or shame, any of it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you feel those emotions arising within you, understand that there are an infinite ways to perceive that emotion. Mm-hmm. And so, and if, if you understand that we're beings that operate off the power of choice, you can choose how you perceive that emotion. So really the practice is, is 
choosing to find the unconditional love in every single emotion that comes up. I love this so much because I recently made a reel about this. Um, I know you're not too much on social media, but I made, or it was a TikTok or a reel, I can't remember, but I was, I was basically saying like, there actually is no good or bad emotion because source created emotions because he wanted, he, she, they wanted to experience all of it, right? So they have neutrality to all of it. They're like grief neutral, sadness neutral, happiness neutral. Like they just came to experience all of it. So sometimes when I'm in my grief or I'm in sadness or I'm in, you know, anger about something, I just like remember like this is literally why I'm here to experience this. And in that moment of awareness of like, this actually isn't a bad emotion, like my ego wants to label it, I can actually just weirdly appreciate the sadness or I can appreciate the grief knowing that it is so impermanent and it's a temporary experience. And in that knowingness that it's so temporary, you're just like, okay, I'm gonna feel the sadness and I'm actually gonna have appreciation for the sadness because I know that this is just a blip in time and I'm not always gonna be sad. And you know, I might even miss being sad as a human one day. So in that appreciation and knowing this of the higher level awareness of what the emotion is, you can actually transmute that entire experience of grief or sadness or anger into love and appreciation for it. And how much of a shift is that experience when you can just literally be bawling your eyes out on the floor being like, this sucks. And I accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're familiar with the gene keys at all, Richard Rudd uh, describes this so well. Um, Every time that you, that you find the gift um, and transmute the shadow into the city, of that emotion uh you are transforming your dna structure you are literally recoding Mm -hmm. the double helix structure throughout your entire body and like like, so the way that i've seen it is every single time that you get those those chills those uh every single hair in your body stands up and you get the goosebumps and your crown feels really warm uh that is you've hit such a uh, an oh moment such a transformational transformational moment where the the coding within your structure is completely reforming itself mm. so you're getting energetic and dna upgrades definitely yeah by transmuting the 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 shadow of an emotion into the city of an emotion uh you are then transforming the your very perception of life Mm. and our reality is created through our perception and if you really think about it that's like ascended master shit like when you really learn i mean obviously neither of us have mastered our emotions i know i haven't but you know i try my best i really try to transmute anything i'm feeling back into appreciation acceptance you know just understanding unconditional love but like even the practice of wanting to do that is i believe really aligning to your highest path as a soul because you know we all came here and we had a soul plan and a soul path that we we came here and we're like okay i kind of want to master this i want to do this i want to you know really learn about this i want to learn about self-trust and self-worth or whatever it is and anytime we can even just be in an experience and then see the higher level picture of what's playing out i think that we 
are just ascending as souls, you know, we're just really being like, okay, I'm doing the work I came here to do on, on earth. And, and at the end of the day, that's really, if you think about it, the only thing that matters is like fulfilling your, your soul's plan is quite literally the point of being here and having as much fun as possible and experiencing it all. And, you know, yeah, just, just living it up truly. But at the end of the day, your soul came here to learn lessons like these. And when you also see all of these emotions as tools, because think Mm. about it, without the emotional range, without the emotional scale here on earth, so many lessons would not be available. And so when you can actually have that awareness and then appreciate the emotional scale of like, I love that I can feel ecstatic. And then in a a second, I can feel sadness and grief. And then in another second, I can feel joy and, and excitement. Like that is a beautiful thing that can really just, again, help us appreciate our life. (laughs) Yeah. As long as we can find the the center of the wave. Mm. Like if you watch a surfer, um, it go it, it it'll kind of weave go up the wave, down the wave, up the wave, down the wave. But to ride the wave completely is is to be neutral with the wave, is to be in the middle of the wave, um, and then you actually become the wave itself. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of like the the quote that's coming to my mind. My grandmother used to say this all the time. Actually, I don't know her exact words, but she would just be like, you know, don't attach to too much happiness or too much sadness. Like try to just stay in the middle because, mm. you know, everything's fleeting. I feel like happiness is not a loyal friend and neither is sadness. That's what I've actually been telling myself lately is like even when you're in the most happy moment, like just appreciate it for what it is, but also know that it's fleeting and you're gonna have moments of sadness. And I think that even in the awareness and the non-attachment to any of these emotions, when you're really able to just like sit in the middle and be like, I know this happiness is temporary and I know this sadness is temporary. First, again, once again, we get appreciation for those moments. We actually can savor it. I'm so happy right now. And I know this is not forever, so I'm just really gonna soak it up. And then even in the sadness, I'm really sad right now and life kind of sucks right now and I'm not happy in my soul and it's not forever. So even though it sucks, I'm going to try my best to have gratitude for even this moment. (laughs) Sounds like she was a wise woman. (laughs) Yeah, she was. (laughs) She definitely was. Awesome, Stephen. Well, I feel like that is a good stopping place. Is there anything else that you feel like you should share with the audience or does, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, the the analogy that came through, the the visual that came through when you were just speaking um, about the the transmuting and the transformation of the emotions um, was a was a butterfly leaving the chrysalis, right? And if you really look at that metaphor, um, the, the 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 butterfly completely transforms. Um, the, the DNA coding within that being completely restructures itself to become a completely different life form. And once it flies away, it, it probably flies over a caterpillar and doesn't even recognize itself as its former self, right? So the, the transformation is so complete in the process that you are a completely different uh structure you're a completely different 
uh, in this case, a person. And so to, I feel like a lot of that fear comes from um, not wanting to let go of that caterpillar with inside of you, not mm -hmm. like not, not fully surrendering to becoming a butterfly. And like once that caterpillar goes into the cocoon, uh, like it literally liquefies and evaporates and then becomes a different form. And so that process can feel maybe a little uncomfortable at times, which mm -hmm. might deter some people from going that route. But the butterfly can go wherever it wants to go. It, it roams, right? The, mm -hmm. the caterpillar can only go so far. I love this analogy. And I use this often in my business too. And you know, I'm just gonna bring awareness to the part where the caterpillar is in the chrysalis or in the cocoon rather. And, you know, it turns into goop, like jelly, like goo. And I always remind myself and my clients, like when it's that goop and it's goo, you think it knows what the hell is happening and don't you think it's scared? And don't you think it's like, oh my God, what the heck? And then all there is to do in that moment, it's not to push, it's not to force, it's not to hurry up, it's literally to surrender. That's it. That's its only job is to surrender to the process. And so when we're in these moments of deep, I don't know, just transformation in our life and our identity is shifting and we don't know who we are and where we're going, which for me has happened quite often. It's like, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm dying again. I'm dying again. <laughs> you know, it's like the only thing to do is to surrender and really allow life to life and know mm -hmm. that you're going to get where you want to go. And it's probably even better than you could imagine because like that little caterpillar turning into a butterfly is like the craziest thing ever if you think about it like it's an ugly little furry caterpillar and now it's the most beautiful animal that has wings like literally can go anywhere so i i just love that you brought that up that analogy up yeah it's been a pleasure to to share the co-creative space and i'm sure that that analogy that visual popped in my mind because i'm in the collective space with you even yeah. though we're all the way across the Pacific Ocean from each other, that that's mm -hmm. going back to bringing a full circle with quantum entanglement. That's that's mm -hmm. exactly how it works. Mm, I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Where can people find you if you want to? Yeah, share any ways that they can work with you or support you. Feel free to give everyone all the info. The best way to reach me, uh, you can either go to fractalsoflife.com um, or paladinuniversal.com and all of our emails and, and phone numbers are on that. Awesome. I'll link everything below, guys. And yeah, thank you so much again, Stephen, for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you on again and we'll see everyone in the next episode. Bye. Amazing. Aloha.